Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hey, my name's Matt Lilly, lead pastor here at Coast Vineyard Church. If we haven't met before, would love to do that. Maybe say hi afterwards. Um, hey, hasn't it been a great summer? Yes. Like, and like, haven't we needed it? <laughs> and uh, very aware of last uh, 12 months ago, it was uh, a lot of people were really under the, uh, I was going to say under the pump, and with, with water pumps and pumping out basements. And uh, But uh, it's just so good to be, to have had... Um, a good summer. Hopefully, you're feeling all refreshed and ready to go as we get into another year. Um, this has been my first summer as a bald guy, <laughs> and uh, I survived. I, uh, but um, I was just reading this week. Like, uh, there is a billion dollars that's spent every year on lotions and toupees and hair transplants, and um, just to cover up baldness and. Um, and I'm just looking around, and it's like, it's working, guys. You're looking great. Like, <laughs> like really, it's... Um, I, um, I saw this great, um, great picture of a, a bald guy in a convertible, and uh, it's like... <laughs> one guy. There's only one guy in there. <laughs> the, just a warning... <laughs> If you're going to get a, get a convertible, brown, brown headrests. Um, but for me, I just bought a hat, so I was fine. I was, uh, hats are good. But, wow. I'm, um, but I'm super excited about this year. Uh, and I think, too, I feel it just in lots of places, really, just that there's just a bit more energy for life. And, you know, just because we've been through a lot of stuff over the last few years with, you know, stuff. And uh, so as we look ahead to this year, and this is what this morning is going to be about, it's like, like, what is God inviting us into this year? And it's so important to know that our life in God every year is always going to be about loving God and loving people. It's always that. But there's t- there are things that God stirs in us and, and it seems to be an invitation into uh, each, you know, as we go through, there are seasons when God invites us into um, specific things. I'm just like I say, I'm excited about what God's been stirring in people's hearts uh, this year at Coast Vineyard. And, um, and I know that there's energy amongst all of us too, just like, yes, we're keen to get, you know, roll our sleeves up and step into what God, um, God has for us. And there's two things that we're just going to be looking at today. And I want you to listen to it with an open heart with, and with a, a heart of like, God, what is my part to play in, in this? And, uh, but the two things, one is that God is inviting us to step further into prayer, to step further into prayer. And you might think like, well, that seems like a good thing. That's what the people of God do. They talk with God. And so it's about our, our own personal, you know, conversations with God and our journey with God, but also our prayer journey together as a church. And like we've, we have been kind of probably a little below average in terms of praying together as a church. And uh, yeah, God still loves us, yeah, but, um, 
But we are going to really look at like what can that look like? What can what can that become? What can uh, flow into um, our rhythms of church life as we as we look at that? So. So it's prayer, but it's also uh, uh, this year is going to be about turning our eyes outward again to gather our community into a life with God. Turning our eyes outward again to gather. It's been so much has gone down in the last few years. It's just like we've kind of just gone into almost survival. And it's like, no, I think we're ready to like, let's just be, be looking out again, gathering people. And so prayer and gathering, prayer and gathering Okay, remember those two things. Let me pray now for us as we, as we dive into these things. So God, I just pray for me. I pray for each one of us, God, that as we are here now, going to be journeying through this message this morning, God, you would plant in us like a passion, God, for what you're calling us into, and also give us some eyes to see what it looks like for me, what it looks like for each of us. God, that, that you would speak, that you would stir hearts, God, for what you're doing. By the Holy Spirit, God, plant these things in us, we pray. Amen. Okay, let's, um, let's start with prayer. And I know we, that we talk a lot about prayer. We talk a lot about prayer, our conversation with God. And I know that, again, for, for many of us, we're quite unsure about like how to even start with prayer. How do we know God? How do, we, how do I um, figure this thing out of talking to a God that I can't see and often I can't hear? And so as a church, you will, if you've been here um, any length of time, you'll, you'll know that we are constantly like offering things to help you with that. Like, hey, use this app. This is, a lot of people found this app really helpful. Or, hey, how about reading this book? Or well, like, why don't you, you read the Psalms in the Bible? Because it's just such wonderful language of prayer that, that we can you know, steal these ancient prayers for ourselves. And uh, what about this? What about the Practicing the Way website? Another great, you know, we're constantly offering um, resources to you. And um, but what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play a video that's going to be it's going to inspire you in your prayer life. Okay, you ready? Okay, all right, let's go. Are you feeling inspired for your prayer life? Okay, it's probably enough, but like I could, I could just watch that all day. The great Michael Jordan. Um, here's my question to you. Do you think he practiced basketball? Like you watch that and it's just like, man, that's just like, how does anyone play basketball that well? How does anyone do that? How does anyone move like that under the pressure of like, you know, big games? He practiced he practiced hours and hours a day, he practiced. And this is the potential of our prayer life. This is, you know, I want us to see, you know, prayer a little bit like basketball. Any ballers in the house here? Any basketballers? Yeah, a few hands going up, a few people like, I used to, but like, the <laughs> um, 
the thing is that the more you do your, your drills, the more you, you practice your dribbling, the more that you do some of those things, you get fit, the better you play on game day. The, the more you practice, the more skills you learn, the more your best moves, they just flow out of you. You don't even have to stop and think. It just flows out of you. And this is why we offer so many of these things to say, like, try this, try that, do this, practice this, practice this. Because the more that you, you know, steal other people's prayers or the more that you, um, you get inspired by someone else or you read and, and you learn about prayer, the better, that, the more that prayer will just flow out of you. And out of that place comes just the fullness of life, of a life in God. So with basketball, like I used to play basketball and I knew that it was, you know, I just used to like playing, but man, like I knew too that when I did some of the work of learning and practicing and getting some skills, it was just so, so good and just loved it. And that's what I'm saying. So the more that you pray the Psalms, like which are other people's prayers, the prayers of King David we read in the Bible or, or the prayers of Jesus, you know, the Lord's Prayer or the prayers of the apostles, Peter and Paul, that we read through the, through the, uh, the New Testament. The more that you do that, the more like prayer just starts to flow out of you. And here's the thing, like just like Jesus, like just grab a hold of this. Here's, like the more that you put time aside in your day or in your week just to spend time talking to God, whether it's on a, on a beach or it's you know, in a quiet place in your home, or the more you put time aside just, just for you and God, the more your conversation with God will just flow throughout your day. I know, like for me, like I I pray when I when I wake up, I I pray when I drive, I pray unless the cricket's on, then I listen to cricket. But like, <laughs> I pray when I'm heading into meetings. I'm praying when I get a lot of these in between times, and I'm I pray. One of the things I'm currently praying about is. Um, is selling a house. Just and I, we felt just so strongly, like about a year ago, like it's time to sell our house. We've lived there about 14 years. And, um, and I'm not saying that just to get some free advertising, um, but, um, but we'll just put up a few photos and shit. No, 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 no. Uh, but I'm saying because like, we've talked to some real estate agents and they're all saying it's a terrible time to sell a house. It's the bottom of the market. It's like, and like, so I'm, I'm freaking out of it. I feel like on the one hand, like, God, you, I feel like you spoke to us so clearly. On the other hand, I'm like, ah. Um, and, but I thought, like, it's important to share because I know that there'll be a story down the track of like how God will, will do stuff with this because I'm praying about it. I know that stuff will happen. You know, Paul the Apostle, we read in the scriptures, he's, he invites us to pray without ceasing. And you kind of think, like, oh, you can't be serious, you know, can you? But he's saying, pray without ceasing. And what he's inviting us to do is to just to soak everything we do in prayer. Bring the conversation, not, and not just prayer of like, God, here's my list of things I need you to do. It's just like, God, like, you're, we're in this together. <laughs> like, like. I'm freaking out about, you know, like selling the house. Like, but we're in this together. God, I'm, I've got this, I've got that. And, um, and just bring in yourself to God in that. One of my favorite books that has helped me with prayer is this, um, this little book called um, uh, 
practicing his presence. And I think we might even have it up there. um, The practice of the presence of God. And uh, I love, this is written by, as a 17th century Carmelite lay brother in a monastery in Paris. And it's one of the great classics of Christian literature. And he, I love the little subtitle on this here. It says, um, the spiritual secrets of a humble brother who enjoyed closeness with God. Doesn't that sound good? And he says this. He says many amazing things. I've got, like I say, in my book, it's like underlined all, all through it. But he says, you need to accustom yourself to a continual conversation with him. A conversation which is free and simple. So we're going to keep calling us as a church this year, calling us into this place of walking and talking with God. But not just on our own as well. Like this, this journey that, and I can just see it, that God is putting a fire in many of our hearts to pray more together this year, to pray more together. And like, like I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert guy. Like I like praying alone a lot more than I like praying together. But I do like praying together, and I'm excited to see what God's going to lead us into. Um, you know, we're going to get together, and sometimes we're going to be doing things that are quiet together. Sometimes we're going to do things that are rowdy together. Um, we're going to be asking God to break into our situations with the kingdom of God and the power of the kingdom of God to bring uh, salvation to our families and our friends. You know, we're going to be praying for the miraculous to happen in our lives and our situations with, with healings and, you know, our, our health and, uh, and our situations. Um, we're going to be praying, God, change our circumstances. We're going to worship together. We're just going to be in his presence together, bringing our thanks and praise. We want to make room for the contemplatives to come and pray together. We want to make room for the, for the intercessors to come and pray together. We want to create spaces where we can pray in fresh ways and, and get um, fresh passion stirred with, um, with our lives in God. We'll be setting up prayer spaces uh, at different times throughout the year. And we've got some other cool things coming um, throughout the year. We've got this very cool thing that the 27, 24-7 prayer in New Zealand is doing the Pentecost prayer initiative. So that's we're going to join in and be part of that. So we're going to be praying together. We're going to do prayer training where we're going to spend some time you know, learning about how we, how we spend time together with God and also prayer training about how we can pray for others, pray for others to see their healing, pray, for, uh, uh, pray in ways where we can um, make room for the kingdom of God just to break into our situations. Who's ever been to a dull prayer meeting? Are you all too scared to put your hand up? But... We're going to ban dull prayer meetings. (laughs) But we're just going to be exploring these fresh ways of meeting together and and being with God that's going to just ignite a fresh fire in our hearts as we come together and press in to to knowing God and worshipping Him. And and, uh, and out of that, that fire we can then take into our workplaces and our neighbourhoods. There's a a meeting that we're having just today after church at 1 p.m. at our uh, church offices, the hub in Silverdale, for anyone that would like to come along. And we're just bouncing around ideas like, what could prayer look like? Some of you may have go like, I heard about this, and I think this would be so good for us to do, or I've just been feeling like we could do this, or you just want to come and just hear what others are saying. We're just like, I want to be someone that wants to be a part of of our prayer journey together as a church. So if you'd like to come along, 1 p.m. at the hub, if you uh, you can either bring lunch or eat before you can, 
calm and and um, just a very relaxed time of um, of sort of stirring each other and, and and working out some things as we go forward. So um, we might even have a prayer time just for the men, and then your ladies are going like, "Really? That'd be great!" <laughs> you know. <laughs> I did these things years ago um, when we pastored a church out in West Auckland years ago. And I guess prayer is, is, I figured out very early on in my Christian journey that like this figuring out how to talk with God and be with God is just like, it's just, the, it's just where everything um, flows out of. And, um, and I grabbed all of these scriptures. There's so many prayers in our Bible uh, in our scriptures that are just such great prayers to be able to just grab and I'm going to pray that for me and uh, you know from the Old Testament from the New Testament and I've grabbed them all and I sort of got them in a in a thing and then I found you know other books where people say like here's a good way to pray and you know like things like um, uh, the, the, like the word acts A-C-T-S and so like, so like have an adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication I thought oh that's a good one I'll write that down and there was another thing where I read a guy and he said like oh, here's a great way to, to pray work through these things work through um, talk to God about your um, your your um, your body, your mind and your soul and then your your family your work and your ministry and I thought, oh, this, I'll write those things down. Those things are good things to, to talk to God about. Anyway, I'd written all these things down and created this thing. And, I'd, uh, and you're very welcome to have it. It's, I've, I find it so helpful still. Um, and uh, we did this men's morning. And I thought, like, I'm going to give these men this, um, this, uh, these, all these prayers. And we'll go. We went up to the Franciscan uh, Retreat Center over in Hillsborough. And I thought, this will be great. Like, it's a place that I you know, go to pray. I used to go pray a lot when I was living over that way. And um, I thought, this is gonna, people are going to find this so, so helpful. Well, the men then will go and you know, eat lots of pizza for lunch, um, pizza and prayer. It's um, always a good morning. And uh, what I discovered was that, that like, the way of doing that, like I said, like, we'll just send them, we you know, prayed together and we sent them all off. Eh? But the extroverts couldn't handle it. They couldn't, they couldn't handle going and praying on their own for like uh, two hours at a time. And, um, and so all the introverts were going, this is amazing, all the extroverts, like within about 20 minutes, they're all together just chatting. <laughs> um, but uh, what I found was um, um, uh, wonderful was that um, all the wives were going, yes, you should go to this prayer morning. <laughs> Husbands, you should go to this prayer morning. You really need to go to this day. So there's lots of encouragement there for the men. Anyway, we'll, we'll try all these different things. Um, where am I up to on my notes? Who needs notes? Oh, I need notes. Okay. Um, one of the exciting things that happens when we pray, though, is that it does it. It, it feeds this desire in us to then, like, God we need to bring others into this thing. And it just turns our, our, our eyes outward to like, God, like we want to make a difference. Like how, can, how can we get other people in, in on this thing? How can we help other people experience the goodness and love of God like we do? And, so, and gathering is this other part of this invitation from God this year, just lifting our eyes up and reigniting our call to take the good news of Jesus to a hurting world. Prayer and gathering. It's like in and out, like, like in and out burgers. You had in and out burgers in California? Yeah, there's a few fans. Yeah, the double-double, yeah. Um, 
Just this week, uh, um, I was listening to Brian Heasley. He's in New Zealand, the international director of the 24-7 prayer movement. And uh, he was just talking about this whole thing of like prayer. It is, it's like, it's like breathing in, but it always leads to mission, the breathing out. So it's breathe in, breathe out. And he was saying like, if you just breathe in, or if you just breathe out, eventually you're going to fall over. It's breathing in and breathing out. And I kind of like that in and out, but you know what I think is going to be something that I'm going to want us to remember for this year? Instead of in and out, what we're going to talk about, our prayer and our gathering, we're going to call it up and go. (laughs) Up and go. So who got an up and go today? All right. Take that home. Flatten it out. Pin it onto your, uh, onto your pin board. Up and go. Up and go. You know, the up is that, that connecting with God. And I know God isn't up. He's, he's all around. He's all around. But it's, it has historically been a way of posturing ourselves to God. You know, like it's, it's that sort of up. It's that connecting with God. The up and then the go. And you know, the thing that's cool about this, it's like the big words on here. It's protein and energize. It's like spending time with God is getting our spiritual protein and we're getting energized and then we can go out into our community, gather them in. So we're going to reignite this whole thing of like being a people who gather. All right. How many people here like statistics? Oh, we've got, that's amazing. There's actually some people here that like statistics. I'm, I'm going to talk about some statistics. As the first one I want... First one, you can forget the first one, but it's quite interesting. Did you know that one third of all adults sleep with something of sentimental value? (laughs) So I just want you to turn to the person. No, 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 I won't won't get you to do that. But if it's one, so that's like one third, that's one in three. So if it's not you, it's definitely the person on your left or your right, okay? (laughs) Some very um, sheepish little giggles going around there. <laughs> Please don't ask me about what I... Okay, here's some invitation to church statistics. Okay. 83% of people started to coming to church because of an invite by a friend or a relative. That's a lot. There's some uh, statistics from America, and you, you might think, well, we're not America, but like, you know, it'll be near enough. There's a, a book by uh, Tom Rayner um, called The Unchurched Next Door. Um, he said, 80, and again, doing some research, um, 82% of the unchurched are at least somewhat likely to attend church if invited. That's a lot. And you might think like, oh, well, that was like, you know, 15 years ago, and that's America. But still, there's, an, there's no guarantee, but it's promising, eh? It's promising. Out of that same book by Tom Rayner, seven out of ten unchurched people have never been invited to church in their whole lives. And I don't know if it's the same in New Zealand, but probably And I read this again, and if, if someone does come to church... Um, They did some studies, um, this funky website I found. They said that guests will talk about their initial experiences 8 to 15 times with other people. That's so interesting. 
A LifeWay research study is from America. Um, um, from 2014, found that 67% of Americans said a personal invitation from a family member would be very or somewhat effective in getting them to visit a church. And 63% said that if they got an invitation, personal invitation from a friend or a neighbor, it would be very or somewhat effective in getting them to visit a church. Interesting, eh? People, are, so many people are just one invitation away. Just one invitation away. It's something you're going to hear a lot this year as well. Just one invitation away. I want you to remember that. It's an American think tank called the Pew Research Center. They were looking at how COVID has impacted religious engagement. And um, again, they did these, these research surveys, and they discovered that like 41% of formerly church people said they would return if a friend or an acquaintance invited them. Who here is aged between 18 and 35? A bunch of you. You know, the stats around like 18 to 35, that jumps up from 41% up to 60%. Like there's just this longing to belong to something. Just one invitation away. Have you had enough stats? Well, I said, no, I'll keep going then, yes. All right, Australia, a bit closer to home. Here's some surveys they did in Australia. This is Australians' openness to being invited to church. Um, the question is, would you go to church if invited by close friends and family? 37% would say yes, 15% sort of not sure, so maybe. So a little bit less, um, but this is far more recent as well. And then this next thing, the factors increasing the acceptance of an invitation to church is that, like, 43% like, said that it would increase their probability of coming if they were invited by a, um, a close friend. Is it? Where is it there? If not, sorry, if they were invited, if it was important to the person that invited them that they accepted, if it was important to the person that was inviting them, it would increase their probability of, uh, of coming along. So many people, just one invitation away. And you might be thinking, yeah, but just like, if they're just inviting them to church, like that's just, that's just coming along to a thing. Like that doesn't mean that they're going to give their lives to God or become a Christian. Or, I mean, and that's true, but there's something just so profoundly attractive about the people of God being together, worshiping together, you know, people coming and experiencing the presence of God, you know, people from all walks of life, coming together and, you know, just doing life together, loving one another, people being accepted and loved, and hearing the word of God preached and the opportunity to experience the power of the gospel for salvation. One invitation away. Now, when we first started the church, this was, uh, so we just had our 10-year uh, birthday celebration uh, last year. Who was here? It was a good time. Always good to party. And when we started the church, we knew that, like, God, we've, you've planted this in us, this, this passion to, to establish something up in this area. Um, and, but we knew that if this was truly a, a church that was birthed in the heart of God, then he was going to be bringing people towards us. Otherwise, like, there would just be Jacinda and I. And... Uh, 
so we were like, well, where are they going to come from? Who are they? Where are they? And as I was praying about this, God said, like, like there's six groups of people to look out for. And it was interesting, like while I was sort of hiking last year and then over the summer when I was mowing lawns and mulching the garden and water blasting the roof and all good uh, prayer opportunities, um, just felt God saying over and over again, he said, like, the invite Coast Vineyard to be looking for these people again, these six people. So you go, well, what are they? Um, well, here they are. So there's the uncommitted, the uncommitted. So like you might bump into someone, they say, yeah, I'm like a spiritual person, but I've never really done anything about it. You might bump into someone like, there's the unconvinced. Yeah, I, I think about faith. Yeah, I think about faith, but I'm just not sure. You might bump into someone like that. There's the... The birds of a feather. Have you heard that expression? The birds of a feather. They're just, they're just people just like you. I used to call them uh, the uh, PLUs, people like us. If you ever met people, you go to like a party or you bump into someone on the sideline of your kid's soccer game and, and you're like, actually, you're like, you're like a pretty cool person. I feel like we're really clicking. We're just kind of getting along well. You ever had those sort of experiences? It's like, well, the birds of a feather. Maybe God's going to be bringing birds of a feather into your life. Invite the church. There's the spiritually parched. The spiritually parched. Again, you might just be talking to someone and like we are not into like saying like, hey, bump into someone and they're already connected into another church saying like, oh, you should come to Coast Vineyard Church instead. But then if you bump into someone and for whatever reason, they're just talking about like, I'm just dying. Like, I'm just dry. I'm just like, my spiritual journey is just... Uh, like there is, there is nothing. It's like feels like it's it's a leaf that all the moisture's been taken out of, and it's about to just disintegrate. The spiritually parched, those new to the area. That makes sense, doesn't it? The new to the area. Again, when you're out and about, and you bump into something. Yeah, we've just moved in, and you go, "Oh, I need to invite you to church." And then the last one is the divinely connected. You know, I don't know if you've ever had this where you meet someone and you just feel like, I think God's somehow in this. Like, I just think he's just somehow, you just, this thought just pops into your head from, I just think this is, this is something God has made happen. So I would love you, the God connections. I would love you to even if you want, you know, like grab, grab a photo of that or, or do, but remember that because we're going to be reminding you throughout the year, like these are the people, like when you are out and about, in your grocery shopping, in your uh, taking your kids to sports, in your workplaces, in your walking on the beach, um, and you just bump into someone, then is it like, is this someone I'm meant to invite? And these will be things that will hopefully nudge you and remind you, oh, oh, you're new to the area. Oh, Matt talked about that. Oh, I think I'm supposed to invite you to church. So eyes open, church. Every person you bump into every day, maybe someone that is God has brought to you with a prepared heart and just waiting for an invite. That God has prepared, like God's, connected you to them so that you could invite them. It's going to be fun to see what happens this year. It's going to be fun. I'm thinking I'm, I haven't talked to any of my staff about this yet, but, and they'll probably all say this is a dumb idea, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> 
And then you can tell me a bit. I was thinking about maybe we could put on the website and every time anyone invites some people to church, we could do a little thing and we could see how many people we invite to church over the year. I reckon, two th- I reckon we could do 2,000 invites. And that might be like, like, we might do that in three months, but like, that'd be a fun goal to, to go for. But, and, and you might think, well, is it just church? Is it, it's just church we invite? Well, it could be even just maybe just inviting people. It might just be for a, for a coffee or for a beer or like, hey, let's grab a coffee. You know, maybe an invite to church. I mean, church is a pretty easy, this is a pretty easy place to invite people to. I mean, we're not, we're not super weird or super cool or super boring or super irrelevant, hopefully. <laughs> um, we're just regular people. We're just ordinary people who have discovered an extraordinary God who loves us and we're just together trying to figure out what that means to live our lives knowing this wonderful God and doing it together. And you know that people are going to get a warm welcome. We will give them a warm welcome, won't we? Yeah. And we have, you know, over this last 10 years, we've seen so many people that have just been tenderized by the, in the worship and it just opened up to hearing the good news of Jesus. Yeah, we may not be brave enough to talk to someone about Jesus that we bump into it in the park, but hopefully we'd be brave enough to invite them along to, to a great church. Maybe we can invite them to our Alpha course. How many people here have been through an Alpha course? Like, oh man, that's heaps. Like, Alpha course is fantastic. We have one starting on March the 3rd, so it's just not very far away at all. So we're just going to run it for about eight weeks, so we're going to sort of compress it a little bit. Um, let me, if you've never heard about the Alpha course, if you want to be reminded about Alpha course, let me just show you this quick little video um, for Alpha. This old friend of mine, Helen. My best friend. My friend Colin invited me to try Alpha. They handed me a invitation. It was just a random invitation. And I said like, why not, why not, let's try it. Why not, let's go. And I found like a, like a really awesome community of people. They helped me find who I was just by listening. Alpha helped me in the knowing of God. Empecé a entender que el amor I just knew. I was a different person from that moment on. I knew I had purpose. I, I felt really comfortable and like starting to invite my friends. I've seen Alpha really impact people that I work with. I would definitely encourage people to get involved. It's one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. It all turned out to be life-changing. So maybe an alpha course. It's pretty cool. Just a few stories I've captured on video. But uh, so, and you may be here this morning. You're exploring faith. You may be someone who is just trying to figure this thing out, or you're relatively new to faith, and you know that it's important to be building some, you know, strong foundations in, in your Christian life. And like, alpha is just the best. Like, it just really is. And uh, I just strongly encourage you to come along. Um, but it also, if you know someone that's exploring faith or new to faith, uh, I'd really encourage you, like, um, invite them along. And um, also, just to let you know, we're keen to have anyone that would be willing to be part of a team, an eight-week um, uh, course with Alpha. Um, it'd be great. And... Um, yeah, if you're wanting to be part of Alpha, sign up on the website. Free desserts, free desserts. So it's worth coming just for that. 
Um, we're going to have a, me- a marriage seminar coming up in a couple of weeks where we've got some um, very cool people coming up from Christchurch that's going to be running that. And um, they're saying, you know, one of the coolest things that, with these marriage seminars that they do is that if we... Can inv- if we invite someone and then come come with them, and I think that's like the same thing with Alpha. You know, like sometimes we actually have to like do something that uh, that takes a little bit of of our time and energy to uh, to help people. But but that's what that's what love does, isn't it? It does things sometimes that uh, costs us a little something, but can be just so incredibly beneficial for um for other people. So. High schoolers, they've all gone. No, we've still got some high schoolers here. Eh? Like high schoolers, like East, invite to youth group, Easter camp. Um, and last that, that thing, opportunity for inviting that I'll just throw out there is that uh, we put on our Coast Vineyard uh, community Facebook page, and I know not all of you are on there, but just an invitation to be out, uh, handing out um, hope booklets to our community. These hope booklets, that we, they, there's funding for that. They've created these, these incredibly beautiful little, little booklets that um, that we just get for free. But to be able to you know post in every every letterbox around the around the coast. And if you'd like to just even just be a part of inviting someone to read a booklet, it's just walking past and popping it in their letterbox. And so um, that may be something you'd love to do. But we isn't it just so good that we can use our gifts just to help people to find God. And you may have some great ideas on how to reach people. You may be like, oh, this, oh, like I've got some things like, like, well, let's make it happen. Talk. Let's let's do it. Let's figure out how we can what do you need? You know, let's let's go. You know, David Parker, who's one of the founding um, fathers, I guess, of the vineyard movement, um, wonderful man, um, pastor. You know, talking about the future of the vineyard movement, he says this. He said, I just hope that we find our joy and our freedom in using our gifts for the benefit of those who need them most. You know, Stanley, our associate pastor Stanley, he uh, spoke just a couple of weeks ago on that uh, beautiful parable that Jesus talked about in Matthew 22, where uh, Jesus is trying to give people an understanding of the kingdom of God. And there's this parable of the wedding banquet. And uh, it's, it's, it's a bunch of people, he's saying there were, all these people were invited to a wedding banquet of the king's son. And it's like, who wouldn't want to go to that? Like my daughter, Rebecca, who some of you know, like um, she met King Charles. I see we've got a photo. Like that's her and that's him. Just like, just hanging out, having a laugh, you know, as you do. And um, pretty cool, gets in the, you know, gets in the paper and she was... Um, it's not every day you get to have a chuckle with the king, eh? But like, but imagine getting invited to like, like the wedding of William and Kate. You know, like imagine that you'd go like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> anyway, this parable is like in Jesus' story. There are people that got invited to a banquet to celebrate the wedding of the king's son, and they they just like, I'm I'm too busy, I'm too busy. I'm like, what? So then the king says this, he says, Matthew 22, 9, he says, so go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. And again, this is Jesus telling a story to communicate the heart of God. He's saying, so go, go, to, go everywhere. Just go to anyone. But, he's, but this is interesting. He says, invite to the banquet anyone you find. And I just, this anyone you find... This is what God is saying to us. Invite any, it's like any, just whoever, maybe the next person you bump into after you leave church today. Any one 
And it's just one. We're not saying like, hey, every church, let's go and like round them all up <laughs> like, like cattle. It's just any one, any one. I was thinking like we could have this little phrase. I'm going to say it and you're going to say, Matt, we're not using that phrase. I'm going to say it anyway. It's just, just one more in 2024. <laughs> it's not happening, eh? Anyway. <laughs> Anyone you find, you find. You, you know, it's just as we're going about our daily lives, whoever you bump into, the heart of God is just to invite to the banquet anyone you find. And it's inviting people, like, why would we do that? Because a life with God is the answer. A life with God is the answer. I mean, people are confused, they're lonely, they're addicted, they're, they're chasing things that they are being told by our culture. This is the answers to life, and they chase them, and they go, why am I so empty? Because it's God that's the giver of life. And loving our community is helping people find God. So this is 2024, Coast Vineyard. Up and go. Up and go. Are you in? Are you in? Like, I just want to ask this. Will you play your part in what God is inviting us into this year? Now let's just take a moment. Like, like, will you play your part in this? Up and go, prayer and gathering. We finish with this. This is um, I read this this week from a guy called Arthur Wallace, who's a wonderful British sort of revival preacher and, and author from the last century. And he says this: If you would do the best with your life, find out what God is doing in your generation and throw yourself wholly into it. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.